Hey there, what's going on, Chip Posters? Welcome to Chip Post episode 7. As of right now, Bitcoin is sitting at a solid 51.8k. If you haven't already, go out and buy some. You can make a lot of money or you can lose a lot of money. Who knows? But go buy some. Make that price go up. You can find more details about this episode at chippost.com slash 7. Again, that's chippost.com slash 7. Our Amazon recommendations for today are Secret Aardvark Habanero Sauce. It's uh, one of my favorite hot sauces. It's really good. It's got a good spice to it. It's about $5 on Amazon. Um, highly recommend if you haven't had it already. And our other recommendation is the Bio Bidet Slim Edge Simple Bidet Toilet Attachment. In case you have the hot sauce and it makes you shit your brains out, get this. If you haven't used a bidet before, it's a really good tool. Um, We'll keep you nice and clean down there. This one is only $31. I bought it. Um, have not used it yet because I couldn't get it installed on my last toilet. But I still have it. And next place I move to, I'm going to get it in there. And I'm going to have some of the best hygiene in the world. So for today's episode, I figured I'll be talking about something that's pretty relevant to me right now. And that is uh, interviews. In particular, one interview that I went on. Um, a little bit of a story time episode for you guys. Um, to kick things off, talking about what I'm going through right now. Just been doing a lot of phone screenings and first round interviews. Haven't landed anything yet. Not that I'm too picky or uh, or not that I'm too anxious to jump into a job. I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the right position. Um, my philosophy is if you can get the interview, then you can get the job. And I've been getting interviews with jobs that are things that I'd probably take if I got it right now. So that's good at least. But until then, I'm enjoying the uh, unemployed life and doing 10-minute stream of conscious uh, podcasts in my uh, spare time. So the story I got for y'all today is probably the most interesting interview that I've ever had. It was um, back when I was in college. It was my last semester of college. I didn't have too many prospects for a job, and I wasn't really hunting too much. I applied to this job on my college career board. It was uh, pretty vague in the details, but it was for a direct marketing job. It said they did direct marketing for Fortune 500 companies, a bunch of buzzwords in there that sounded pretty good. Did a little phone screening, um, ended up going to the office for an interview, go to this office about 40 minutes away from my college campus. It's um, in this weird office building, which has a bunch of other businesses in it. I go into their office. It's really empty. Um, you can't really see much. All the walls are blue. There's no one in there that I can tell except for the receptionist. I wait a little bit, and I go into the CEO's office. Don't remember too much about that um, interaction with him, aside from the fact that he was of Russian Jew descent and that he had a couple of samurai swords on a stand behind him. So I leave. I thought it went pretty well. Um, didn't really learn too much or know too much. And I get a I get a call or an email, and they let me know, like, hey, congratulations, man, you're going on to the next round. Um, the next round is a, <laughs> is a full day of job shadowing people on the job. Are you interested? And I didn't have much going on at the time. So I said, sure. I'm interested. I'll, I'll go check it out. So about a week later, I drive on back down there 45 minutes um, at 7 in the morning in a full suit and tie. I get there, and there's a lot more people going into the office with me um, than before. 
and I get in there, and as opposed to just being me there in the waiting room before, there's about 15 other people, also interviewees, and we sit, and there's some like loud music in one of the other rooms um, that we don't really have vision to, and all of a sudden, these people start coming out, and they start picking us one by one, like, hey, are you so-and-so? Okay, you're with me. And this, uh, this Asian-American young man comes up. He's probably around 23, 24, and he comes up. He says, I'm with him and this other guy for the day. Um, I believe his name was David or Daniel. The other guy's name was Hector. So I'm hanging out with Daniel and Hector for the day. We uh, go into his car and we drive off to um, a small part of a nearby county. And we proceed to spend the rest of the day um, going door to door to every business in the zip code and trying to sell them cell phone contracts. Well, I wasn't doing the selling, but they were. So we just walk into a place. Usually the uh, the guy, Daniel, the Asian-American young man, he would he would start off um, with some cheesy little joke, try and break the ice, get him to break a smile as opposed to glare at us, being like, what are these three dudes in suits walking into our office for? In most cases, the uh, the right person to talk to wasn't there, so we just leave. But there was a, it was an interesting experience overall. I got to see a lot of businesses that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Um, see some interesting interactions. Some that stand out to me is um, we went to this fishing shop that was ran by this um, Asian American dude. And then it was owned by his father who sat in the back of the store. We were in the back because we were helping them with some like customer service thing with the phone contract they had got with them. And this guy had a, the guy who ran the place, his dad, who was the owner, was there. And he was this ancient Asian-American dude who was just working on fishing poles the whole time. I would chime in here and there. And he had a very strong southern accent. So that was the first old Asian man I had seen with a southern accent and probably the only one that I've seen. So that was cool. Um, we went over to, like, some driving school, and we sat around... Um, talking to the owner's teenage sons for a while because the owner wasn't out wasn't in there um and we sat there for about i don't know like 45 minutes and doing nowhere went into a bong shop and the asian guy i was with made a joke that we were the feds we went into like a construction office it was a really hot day would not want to be wearing a suit then Um, we sat down midway through had lunch they paid for thankfully um, they gave me the whole spiel. It was kind of like a pyramid scheme, but not fully a pyramid scheme. Um, basically, they bait you into thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, you climb the ranks, you do well, hit your numbers, and you can run your own business someday. And you'll have a bunch of minions of your own walking around selling cell phone contracts to businesses. And they showed me this magazine saying, look, at this is totally legit. And then I guess there's... There's tons of these businesses out around the country. They're all part of some overarching organization. I used to know the name of it because I did some research after my interview. Um, but I can look into that more. But yeah, I they tried to pitch me on it. And I said, okay, cool, nice. And we went on with the rest of the day. We ended our day with um, sitting in a newly opened donut shop that was ran by um, this Asian woman who was not at all fluent in English. There's a big language barrier, hence uh, why we were there for so long. But the the guys with Daniel, he actually sold some phone contracts to this lady. 
And the other guy's wife was like, look at, listen, when I was doing this whole thing, you might be thinking right now that this is all bullshit, but this is legit, man. Once he sells this, he that's like $300 right there. And I was like, whoa, cool, man. And we sat in that place for a few hours. I didn't get back to my car until, or I didn't get back to the office until like 7, in which I had another interview with the CEO. For some reason, I just went along with it. And it's like, yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to be a business owner. I'm ready to go out there and grind it out. I have what it takes. And um, I left, went home. About a day or two later, they called me, said, hey, congratulations, man. You did it. You, uh, you got the job. And I said, yeah, I don't want it. And that was it. Did some research into it. It looks like um, what they do is they have people working like 10-hour days, going door-to-door doing sales. They mislead them with um, these grand um, ideas of where they can be. And they also have it so all their employees' um, social lives are also intertwined. So they have a lot of like get-togethers and stuff. So you're super, super attached to the company. Um, I looked them up recently and they're still out there. They're still thriving. My man is still hustling these kids. I don't know what kind of person, um, is foolish enough to accept a job like that (laughs) where you're paid commission only. You don't get any, um, gas paid back to you and you don't make much money and you just go door to door trying to sell phone contracts, but respect to them, to all the hustlers out there. Um, Thank you all for listening. Again, if anyone would like to come on this show, let me know. And I'm more than happy to have you on to talk about whatever. Stay safe out there, everyone. Have fun, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.